is Sharbria Shine, and welcome back to Max Out Girl. Hopefully, you are having a great day. But, girl, before you listen to this podcast, I want to make sure you go over, head over to wherever you stream your music, wherever you download, and download my new song, It's Your Love. If you don't know, I love writing music, I love writing songs just to create things that really encourage and uplift my sisters in Christ, my brothers in Christ, and hopefully you enjoy this song. Also, make sure you go to Sharbria Music and follow me on YouTube because I have music videos and all kind of cool stuff that's coming up. But I just want to share with you, it's your love, and here's a little bit of a clip to share with you. It's your love, it's your love, it's your love. So amazing, your touch, your grace, your mercy. It's your love, it's your love, it's your love. So amazing, your touch, your grace, your mercy. It's your love. That's why you died on Calvary. It's your so hopefully you got a little snippet of my new song is your love it's kind of like a real chill kind of a jazz cut in a way um but it's really just talking about the love of god for us and i just love it so um hopefully that blesses you but today i want to talk about the power of confession say what you want to see now when i'm talking about say what you want to see we all have goals in our lives we all have situations we want to see change in our lives things that we want to accomplish or miracles or prayers that we've been just given to god that we're waiting to see but how many of you know that we can really um destroy our confession or destroy what we want to see by saying the wrong words and in the word of god in proverbs 18 and 21 it tells us the power of life and death is in the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof and basically just to you know kind of translate what that says is you're going to eat the fruit of your words so if you speak positive words you're going to see that manifest in your life negative words you're going to see that manifest in your life so whichever ones you love good words negative words words, you're going to see that. Think of your words as a seed. So think if you have um, an apple seed, how you can plant that. Or let's talk about a tree. You plant a tree, well, a seed for a tree or a plant, and you have to water it, right? And so as you water it, um, if you water your life with negative words, after a while, you're going to begin to see a big plant or a big tree of negativity grow, right? If you water it with positive words or the word of God, you're going to begin to see positive results. You're going to manifest the things that you're hoping for, believing for. But the thing about it is sometimes we don't realize how powerful our words are. Uh, to our detriment. The word of God says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. And if you don't know how important or how critical your words are to your health, to your spiritual health, natural health, to your family, to your wealth, to your success, to your joy level, to your happiness, then you are um, ignorant in that area. And ignorance doesn't mean dumb. It just means you just don't know. And so that's why God really in his word, he gives us nuggets of truth and wisdom to help guide us because sometimes we just don't know. And so if you think about it, we're made in God's likeness and in his image. And we like to say that, but we don't understand all what that means. So if you go back to Genesis, it says that God said, let there be light and light was right. There was light. So God is a creative God. He's a God who speaks and sees the results of his words. And think about it, as a king, um, and God is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus is, as we you know, speak 
just like a king, a king decrees things. And when they decree things, they don't move off their throne. They say something and they expect it to be done. And that's the end of it. They don't wonder, is my servant going to get that for me? Even though I said it, is it going to come to pass? If I just told the army to go and root and go ahead to en route and go ahead and to destroy our enemy, are they going to get their armor on? Are they going to go to battle? Are they, is it going to happen? No, he's not worried about that. He's like, I am king. And when I decree a thing, I'm going to see it done because I have authority and that's what it is. And so when we understand that we are kings and don't get thrown off by the word kings in the word of God lets us know that we're kings there is no gender in the spiritual realm okay so it's not like oh they're kings and queens no when he says kings he means women to women and men so we could say queens if we like so if we are kings or queens when we decree a thing we expect to see it to come to pass and the word of God tells us that I believe it's in Job where it says I will decree a thing and I shall see it established it means when I speak a word I expect to see it come to pass. And the word of God also tells us that my words will not turn void. The word of God will not turn void, but it will accomplish what I set it out to accomplish. Meaning when I speak the word of God, because that's where you got to get that power and authority because promises are in the word of God. When I speak the word of God, it's not going to return to me void. It's going to accomplish what I said it's going to accomplish. So basically what's that saying is when you decree a thing and you have a scripture to back it up, know that it's going to be done. Don't doubt like, oh, I wonder, is it going to happen? No, you said it, you decreed it, you have to believe it, right? And you have to say what you want to see in your life. And sometimes, you know, the problem with that is that we understand that concept, but when we don't see it come to pass, we get discouraged, impatient, we get tired of waiting. Been there, done that. I have to check myself even now at times because sometimes our human flesh nature wants to give up or wants to complain. But how do you know? How many of you know that once you do that, now you're starting to dig up that seed out of the ground. If you've planted the word of God or positive words um, into your life or into the atmosphere, you want to make sure that when you don't see it coming to pass with your natural eyes, that you don't start saying, okay, so let's give you an example. So say that you are praying for healing and you find the scripture in the word of God that says, I'm healed by Jesus stripes. And let's say that maybe you have back problems and you say, I command back pain to go in Jesus name. The word of God says I'm healed by Jesus stripes. Okay, now you decree that you need to believe that it's going to happen. But then let's just say you feel within the next 15 minutes, you feel a pain and you're like, oh, my God, my back is hurting so bad. Okay, now you're starting to dig that seat up. Yes, you feel the pain, but you have to say what you want to see. So you stand on that word and say, I am healed. Even though you may not feel it, you have to believe that you received it. And it's all about believing. It's all about believing what you can't see with your natural eyes. That's part of our faith in Jesus Christ. We can't see him, but we believe, right? And you have to be able to spiritually discern these things. But a lot of times we get discouraged and patient or just flat out mad. And we're just like, oh, it's not coming to pass. Some of you are single. You're believing God for a mate. And you're like, you pray for it, you know. And then when it seems like it's not happening and your girl like, man, you still single. Like, it ain't no good men left. You're like, I know, girl. I don't know who go. I'm going to marry. It ain't no good men out there. And it's like, okay, now you're digging that seed up of faith that you were believing for God for a husband. You're digging it up. And here's the thing. God will not go against his word. He says the power of life and death is in your tongue. So you can have what you say. 
It may be in the word, you know, a promise. But if you speak against that promise, you won't get that promise. It's what you say. The word of God says it's according to your faith. God lays out his promises in his word. It's up to you to learn and read his promises and to speak them and to grow your faith to believe them. And it's also part of our job that when it doesn't seem like it's coming to pass, shut our mouths. I'm guilty of that. I have to learn to just shut up. Just being honest, because if I'm irritated or mad and I pray for something, but it seems like it's not happening. I'll just start speaking all kind of crazy stuff like, man, I'm tired of this. It's not happening. Like, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, it's like I've dug all the seed of my words of faith out of the ground. And why do I expect a harvest? So a lot of times, you know, God explains things in in a sense of parables, which are like stories to help us understand things. And he uses agriculture a lot to help us understand like the kingdom of God and the harvest. So when I say the harvest is like when you're praying for things and you speak the word of God, you're sowing seeds of faith. And then if you keep watering it with seeds of faith and praise and thanks to God, eventually you'll receive the harvest, which you're meaning you'll receive the promise, the manifestation of what you've been praying for, speaking into your life. But when I start getting all mad and irritated and saying all just crazy stuff in the moment, then I'm digging up my seed. And, you know, we say, oh, God, understand I was mad. I'm gonna ask him to forgive me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's cool and all. But you're digging up your seed. Now you got to start over. And the process sometimes could be long. Sometimes it could be quick of receiving your harvest from when you speak or pray. But at the end of the day, who wants to keep digging up their seed and having to replant it? starting over every time. And I've been in that situation before where I'm believing God for something. I'm praying, I'm fasting or whatever. It doesn't happen when I want it to. I start complaining. I'm digging up my seed. And so now God can't work because he can't go against his word, which is power of life and death is in my tongue. I have the authority to speak what I want to see, find a promise in the word of God to back it up, praise him and thank him when it seems like it's not happening or when it seems like it's not coming to pass. And a lot of times it's not coming to pass. It's a process, right? In life, there are processes. And they always say how we live in a microwave generation. And it's true. We're very impatient because we have everything in our access. We're pretty much a click, <laughs> like pressing a button. We have apps. We have everything. Like I was even telling a friend the other day, I'm like, oh my God, because I don't like grocery shopping, but I love it now because I don't have to move. I don't have to get out the house. I order my groceries online, get it delivered to my house. And so it's like, we don't have to wait or hardly do anything. And sometimes in our spiritual life that can hinder us because we're used to getting everything so quickly without with minimal work, right? Or minimal faith. I don't have to believe for anything as far as getting my groceries or no, it's going to come when I want it to come. I don't even have to leave the house. And so, or think about Amazon. Oh my God, let's talk about that. How if I'm shopping or I need something, I'm like Amazon Prime. Ooh, I'm getting it in two days. Sometimes they own a ball, girl, and I get it in one day. (laughs) So it's just like, we can become impatient in the society we live in. So when it comes to faith, it's almost like we have to relearn how to wait. And that's why I think that when God talks about agriculture, how the, the farmer sows the seed and then he has to water it and he keeps watering it and he comes day and night and looks at it. And it's after a couple of days, you don't see anything. It's in the ground. You might think it's dead or nothing's happening, but it's not. It is something happening. You just can't see it. And it's the same in our lives. You prayed for something, you believing for something, but you don't see it yet. Doesn't mean God didn't come through or that the word didn't work or that it's dead. It's never happening. No, there are things happening in the spiritual realm that you cannot see. 
yet with your natural eyes, but it doesn't mean that nothing's happening. There are things happening when you speak, but we have to be able to discern with our spiritual supernatural eyes and understand that this word is working. I may can't see it, but I have to believe it. Faith is the, you know, it's the evidence of things not seen, right? It's like the title deed. It means that we believe that it's happening even when we cannot see it, right? So because of that, it's so important to watch your words. And I'm talking to myself, too, because, again, it's so easy to get impatient, to get discouraged, to start saying this Bible stuff don't work. Um, These scriptures aren't real. It's so easy to say that when God's like, no, it's a process. It works. But that's why I gave you the example of agriculture, of sowing the seed. It takes time. It doesn't work overnight. Right. And then that sower, he goes day and night, water that seed, you know, some sun shining on it, watering it, all this, praying over it right? Speaking over it. Then eventually he goes back. He reaps a harvest. He sees that thing manifest. And that's what it is with us. We think nothing's happening. You pray for something years ago and you're like, that's never going to happen. Well, that's not true unless you keep saying that and you believe that in your heart. Yes, there are times of discouragement. Girl, I understand, honey, but you have to fight through it because You know, if you continue to trust God, he will not disappoint. That's why he has scriptures like my word will not return to me void, but it's going to accomplish what it set out to do because he understands that there are going to be times where we're going to have to wait for the manifestation, but we have to keep hope, right? We cannot get weary in well-doing. We cannot get weary in our waiting. You may feel weary, but don't give up. Praise God instead. Thank him for it instead. Do what seems unnatural to you. When we're upset or disappointed or think something's not going to happen, we want to speak the negative or start complaining. But when you grow up and start being mature spiritually, you don't do that. You do what the word says. You thank him for it. I thank you, God, for my husband. Or I thank you for that new job. Or I thank you for my healing. Yes, you don't have the manifestation yet. Well, you don't see the manifestation yet. It's in the supernatural realm you haven't. You haven't manifested it yet. But continue to speak it and continue to thank God. To some people, it may seem crazy, but it works. I don't care what seems crazy. I want to do what works and it works. Faith works. But man, you do have to be on another level because faith seems stupid while you're waiting on stuff that you can't see. Faith seems stupid when God tells you to take a step of faith and you don't even see how you can even take that step. Like it seems dumb, but it's not about what seems dumb. It's about the supernatural. And God uses in his word, he says he uses the foolish things of the world to confound or to confuse the wise, right? The foolish things of the world to confound the wise, meaning his ways are not like our ways, our human nature, our human way of thinking. He's going to do some stuff that seems stupid to us because it's a mystery. God's thinking is so much higher than our thinking. It's so much more mysterious. He's going to tell you to do stuff or expect you to believe for stuff that does not make sense in the natural But the beauty of being in the kingdom of God, there's so many mysteries. He works in so many mysterious ways. But that's why, again, he uses parables to help us understand it. Because I'm going to be honest, girl, please. If I didn't have no parable about the seed time and harvest, meaning about the sower or the farmer who sows the seed and he has to water the seed and then he has a time of waiting for it, not digging it back up with negative words, but waiting for it. And then eventually he'll get the big harvest. If I didn't have that example, I would probably never receive anything from God because as soon as I don't see it happen in about a month and to me, that'd be long. I'd be like, "Okay, this doesn't work. I'm gonna move on. But God loves us. So he gives us examples to help us understand. So don't give up on the process. Uh, A lot of times God is not just testing us, but he's improving us. He is working our patience. He is working our faith. He is developing our muscles, our spiritual muscles, so that we can have some stamina to go through things, to overcome things, to help encourage other people when they're going through. Because if we don't have any, like, 
testimonies or any struggles or anything we've ever gone through? How can we testify the goodness and the grace of God? How can we help that person who's struggling with something? And it's like we have no point of reference because we've never gone through anything and we've never had to have faith. and We've never had to stand on God's word. Because remember, this life we live is not all about us. If you're a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's also to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters around us to help and uplift other people, to bring other people to Christ, to help bring joy into other people's lives, to bless others. And so keep that in mind. It's not always about us. And that is a tough pill to swallow. Girl, I know. <laughs> because there are times I'd be like, Mm-mm, God, I ain't trying to, I, mm, it needs to be about me. That's my life. And God's like, but you gave your life to me. Because Christ gave his life for you. And it's like, okay, I get it. All right, I'm sorry, I'm being selfish. (laughs) But it's like that at times. Sometimes we are. And so just keep in mind that your words have power. You are more powerful than you think. You may feel weak, but you're not. If you're a child of God, you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. The same authority that God gave Christ is in you, that same power. But you have to believe it and you have to accept it. And you have to learn how to use it. By reading God's word and understanding what what did Jesus do? How did he operate when Satan came against him on that, that 40 day wilderness kick? How, how did he respond when Satan was trying to throw all this temptation at him? And Jesus responded, it is written, meaning he quoted what was in the word, what God said. So the problem sometimes with that with us is we don't know what God said. And so when you're struggling with something. Um, look in the back of your Bible a word. If you're struggling with uh, jealousy or envy, if you're struggling with faith, if you're struggling with lust, look, look the word up and look for scriptures and read those scriptures. Put them on a note card. Read them every week. I mean, read them for a whole week every day. Meditate on them, meaning just read them over, say them out loud, think on them and ask God to help you to get it in your heart. And that's what we have to do. Learn what's in God's word. Get a devotion. Um, Read it every morning. Put that time in with God. Know what his word says. So when you are encountering these situations, you can speak the word of God. So you might be believing for something and it's a godly desire, but you don't see it come to pass. And you could say, you know what God says? He will give me the desires of my heart if I delight myself in him. Um, You know, and there's so many scriptures that you can go to Uh, if you're struggling with finances. God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and say it and believe it. And God says, cast all your cares on me because he cares for you. Cast all your cares, your worries, your stress, your fears on him. Tell him, talk to him like he's your best friend, like he's your father, your lover, your provider. He loves that. God loves when we talk to him like that because he wants to come through for us. But he wants to see our faith. He wants to see us run to him, not to other people, not to other vices that aren't of God. He wants us to run to him. He wants to come through for us. But we have to run to him. And again, that doesn't mean we're going to get what we want, when we want it all the time, how we want it. No, that's just not how it works. Think about it. If God is a good father and he wants to mature his kids to be more like Christ, to be to grow spiritually, If even a natural father, if he just gave his kids what he wanted every time they wanted it, how they wanted it, that would spoil them. There would be no good. They'd be spoiled rotten, have no faithfulness, no work ethic, no patience, no grace. God's not trying to grow up brats. He's not trying to raise tyrants, right? He's trying to raise mature, um, full of faith, love, patient, full of grace and mercy adults, right? He wants us to be those examples. So keep that in mind. God loves you. He wants to bless your life tremendously. But a lot of times we say it's in God's hands and God's saying, no, it ain't. I already did everything. I sent Christ to save you. I sent the word. I sent the Holy Spirit. 
Um, now it's up to you to learn this word, to speak the word, to know the authority that you have as a child of God. And we have authority. We're made in his likeness and his image. He gave us a mouth to speak, right? And to praise him and to decree a thing and to see it be established. He wouldn't put those scriptures in the word if he didn't want us to work them, didn't want us to use them. So it's like, no, pretty much now your future, you can take in your hands by knowing the promises of God and speaking them over your life, believing them over your life. Absolutely, though. Seek God for his plans and purposes for your life, but you can help bring them to pass by speaking the word over those situations, right? People always say, well, what's God's purpose? What's God's plan? Read the word of God. Word of God says he wants to prosper you. He wants to bless you to be a blessing to the families in the earth, right? He wants you to be ambassador for Christ. So people look upon your life and be like, oh my God, I want what she has. They don't even know what it is about you, but there's such a a light shining on you. There's such a, some people call it aura, but we know it's the supernatural presence of God and anointing upon you. You know, he wants you to shine for him. So other people are drawn to him. And to say, what is it about you? They want to get to know more about you. And when they get to know more about you, they see, oh, wow, she one of them church girls. Oh, she loved Jesus. They might not like it at first, but when they see God blessing your life, they might be like, man, I need this Jesus. And that's what it's all about. So I hope I said something today that just brightened your day up. Um, as always, I love you, girl. I hope you are having a great day. You know, just know that you have power in the words. Say what you want to see. There's such power in confession and you have to watch your words because sometimes as women, we get to yapping and saying all the wrong stuff, me included. So get in your word, know what God says and use that word to manifest the blessings of God in your life. So again, as always, you know, you can follow me at Sharpria Shine on all social media. Follow at Sharpria Music on all social media, at Max Out Girl as well. Um, we have a lot of awesome stuff coming up, as you know. My new song, It's Your Love. Um, we're going to have a music video coming out real soon for another one of my new songs. I'm excited about that. Uh, we have our Single and Satisfied study going on right now every Tuesday. Let me know if you're interested last week to join. And I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything for you guys. I think that is about it. If you're a single woman, make sure you join our Single and Satisfied Facebook group. Um, and go to sharbria.com to get our Single and Satisfied, the Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment, book, workbook, the Single Woman's Dating Guide, our Dating with Intention course. You can get all of that on sharbria.com. And again, I hope I said something today that encouraged you, inspired you, and elevated your thinking. And always remember to max out, girl. This is Sharbria, and I will talk to you next time. Bye, girl. <laughs>